Garfield Japan. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And this is episode number 513, I believe. And um, yeah, how are you guys doing out there? <laughs> is everybody okay? Is everybody safe at home, locked up inside with your cans of tuna fish and your cans of beers and bottles of whiskeys? I hope you guys are. I hope everybody out there is doing okay. I'm doing fine. Tom's doing fine. We're all here in Japan doing fantastic. Everything is uh, hinky-dory, as you can say. Um, Geez, the only problem is... <clears throat> All I have is one bottle of whiskey, one bottle of gin, and one bottle of scotch. Is that a problem or a solution? <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm all out of beer, sadly. All out of beer. God damn it. And I'm too... I don't know. I think I'm too... I don't know. I, I just don't want to go outside. <laughs> not too scared, not too worried, but it's just like, ah, I don't want to go outside. I wake up in the morning, I do all my fucking, my, my chores and my routine or whatever, and the last thing I want to do is just go to a fucking supermarket and see a bunch of zombies coughing all over each other. I mean, the symphony of sickness can stay outside while I stay inside, safe and sound with my fucking cans of tuna and my bottle of whiskey. Although, I would kill for a beer right now. Holy smokes. Tom, on the other hand, that guy, he lives on top of a very amazing, I mean, a spectacular liquor store. It's not as good as our sponsor, Mitsuya, who's actually open, believe it or not. But, um, yeah, it's actually a pretty decent liquor store. So, yes, yes, yes. Did I make the good choice by living close to a supermarket or the bad choice by living too far away from a really decent uh, liquor store? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out what happens. <laughs> Maybe later on I'll venture out and get some supplies, but I hope you guys are all doing okay out there. I hope you guys all have enough beers and food and all that shit. Oh man, today's an interesting episode. In this episode, I was in contact with a good friend of the show, Taylor, or aka Tidiana, and uh, Stephanie. And uh, as you may know, uh, Taylor and Stephanie have been on the show before. They are the queens of drag queens in Japan. They are very famous out here. They have a lot of shows that they do, a lot of performances, and um, everybody loves them. They're two insanely awesome people who are also borderline insane. <laughs> They're great people. Anyway, we did the news with them today, so um, we don't have that many articles, but the articles that we do have are quite interesting, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So enjoy the Queens of Drag Queens of Tokyo. That is for sure. That should be the show title. <clears throat> if my voice sounds a little rough, uh, it's because, um, yeah, I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> this is my snoring voice. 
<laughs> oh, man. And also, at the end of the show, we have another track by DJ SHK, uh, a.k.a. Jeremy, who was uh, a fader on the show, who was a actually a co-host for a while. And um, anyway, this is his track, Ageless Fire. So at the end of the show, make sure you check out Ageless Fire. And uh, his contact information is also in the show notes. Check that shit out. And oh, before I forget... Uh, Taylor and Stephanie have a podcast called the Tokyo, was it the Tokyo Drag Queen Ball? The Tokyo Drag Ball. I don't know. It'll be in the show notes. Check it out. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyway, it's a great episode. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And uh, later on, actually tonight, I'm going to meet up with Tom on Skype and do a show with him. So hopefully my voice feels a little bit better. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not sick. Everything is cool. Everything is fine. It's just, um, yeah, my voice is a little bit messed up. Probably just dealing with, um, I don't know, being stuck inside all day, every day. (laughs) It's the dust. It's the dust. The dust got to me. Anyway, faders, enjoy the show. Peace. All right. So, Taylor, can you read the news? A woman suspected of killing her mother-in-law, elderly neighbor, 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 then trying to kill herself. This happened in Chiba. Police in Aki... Okay. Police in Aki... This is a mistake. Do not let Taylor read the news. Oh my gosh. It happens every single time. The dyslexic gay drunk man is going to read the news. It's like every time... Tatiana tries to read news during the podcast. We just have to interrupt her and just let someone else do it because she makes spelling mistakes all the time. No, that's that's part of the charm. Okay, I'll do my best. (laughs) Police in Abiko in Chiba uh, said on Saturday that a 61-year-old woman is suspected of killing her 92-year-old mother-in-law as well as an 87-year-old man before killing herself. Mm. So she's working down 90, then 80, then 60. Mm. Hi. According to the police, at around uh, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, a man called 119, that's the Japanese 911, and said that his wife had stabbed herself. That the, the, they reported. The police rushed to her house to find the bodies of... Michi Ueno, 92, and Yoshikazu, 87, a male acquaintance of Ueno who lived nearby. Oh my god, no! Gosh. The police said that Ueno's 61-year-old daughter-in-law was also found after she apparently stabbed herself. She was taken to hospital, and police said they will wait until she recovers before questioning her. Oh, that's so nice. They're going to wait a little bit. Yeah, the it gives her time to lived... come up with a story. Mm, yeah. Time to talk to her lawyers. <clears throat> time to lawyer up, lawyer up, lawyer up, lawyer up. The suspect lived with her husband, daughter, and mother-in-law. Okay, that's a dangerous combination. Her husband <laughs> and daughter were out at the time of the incident. Her husband called 119 when they returned home. Oh, wow. my God. Could you imagine returning home to that? Oh my god, a bloodbath? Mm. The tension. 
it's like the husband is like, I smell tension. I came as fast as I could. No, no, it did not happen like that. <laughs> like this is horrible. No, he probably you know came what? back. Maybe the husband uh, kind of made it happen. It's like, oh, um, mother, my mother's been getting on my nerves, so I'm just gonna leave my wife alone with her. With a big it's kind knife. Of like saying, oh, I don't want to take care of my goldfish anymore, so I'm just gonna leave it alone with my cat. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. that's bad. Oh, that's oh, pretty gosh. bad. So, do you think he actually meant to do that? No, I don't think so. Well, I, I, I can imagine how difficult it's got to be to live with like your mother-in-law. I mean, living with your in-laws has got to be absolutely a pain in the neck. I mean, houses in Japan are really t- relatively small, so if you're living in a small apartment and then it's like you, your wife, your kid, and then your mother-in-law and your husband or father-in-law, it's horrible. Yeah, you know, that's, just, that's what some foreigners house. don't realize. The love hotels, those aren't just boyfriend and girlfriend. Those are spouses using love hotels because they want to get away from their in-laws. Oh, oh gosh. That's, that's sad. That's a really I, sad reality here. I know, right? I'm lucky that I live alone. Okay. Can, anytime can, I I please, want. can I please comment on this? Yeah. So the mother-in-law is 92-year-old. <laughs> Can't she just wait for a few more years so she can just naturally die? <laughs> well, haven't you ever seen the movie Throw Mama from the Train? Oh, I love no. that movie. And the song. Yeah, with Danny DeVito. Like, okay, so the daughter herself is a 61-year-old woman. And then um, the victims were 92-year-old mother-in-law. And this 87-year-old man. So basically, their time's running out. It's like, you can just let them die naturally. You don't have to stain yourself. Like, what's the point? Well, in Japan, people usually live to be very, very, very old. I mean, 80, 82 years old. I mean, that's the prime of life. I mean, seriously, she probably has another, like, uh, good 40 years cooking for her, you know? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyway. This is like, this is like a um a horror story version of all grandmas and grandpas playing this character. It's like sixty eighty seven, ninety two. <laughs> okay, come on, Japan. They are a little old though. I mean usually when these things happen and then this kind of a case, it's usually a lot younger. It's usually people in it's their forties like to sixties. Forty, yeah, about forty ish. Like forty is really common. Because in Vietnam we also have this culture of living with in laws and mm. cases like this did happen, but like not sixty year olds trying to kill ninety year olds. Like twenties and thirties. <laughs> yeah, more like thirty year old trying to kill like sixty year old or something you like know, that. I've heard about that about Vietnam. Like in Vietnam, like if like a guy marries a girl, they all of a sudden like all the families get together and they all live together in a house. Kind of like in um Um No, that's really that's not always. Um my my mom got married to my dad and they moved to their own house. But uh my uncle my uncle, like my dad's younger brother, okay, and uh, he's married, and his wife is living with him and his parents. That means my grandparents. Yeah. But then my my mom and my dad live separately. 
So it, it's it's up to the person. It's like choices. It's okay, not so it's, that everyone has to live together. No. So it's kind of more modern now. Um, or westernized. You can, choose, you can choose actually. Before we used to live all together, like back in the old old time, we used mm-hmm. to live all together because we were poor and we didn't have a house by ourselves. <laughs> so everyone could only have one roof, and that's why everyone has to stay together. But then now, like we have more freedom and more financial stability as well. Not everyone was rich enough by selling out their people to the French colonizers. Ah! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's a little well, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> no, is this bitch. truth? Okay, is this the truth? Like, wait, did you, Johnny, did you watch the video of Tatiana and Stephanie doing basketball? Like, a, a not yet. Basketball? No, I, I haven't seen you guys wrestle yet. No, sorry. <laughs> It was an insult battle, and one of my insults was that Stephanie's grandfather got rich selling out his own people to the French colonizers. It's, but it don't worry. Str- it's, it's true, yeah. Because but my don't worry. Yeah, uh, my... Stephanie is nothing like her grandfather, because I've seen her grinder. She doesn't fuck her own people. And then I replied, I don't need to fuck my own people, because back in the 70s, your people already fucked mine. Yay, audience screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that movie, too. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw all those day, movies. Yes, back in the day, my great-grandparents were actually working for the French colonizers, and um, we were basically considered traitors, and that's why... Like, Back home, we had an old photograph of my great grandfather, and he was wearing a suit and tie. It's like all the way back, back in like the forties, fifties in Vietnam, but then for a Vietnamese person to wear a suit and tie, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was not common. It's like, like usually the people back then, like the communist parties, uh they didn't have enough clothes to wear, didn't have enough food to eat, and my great-grandfather was wearing the suit and tie in his photograph, so... He was opulent. So Yeah, but, he was opulent. So, like, opulent. Is that, is that, like, really kind of, like, taboo in today's world, like, to have that kind of a photograph? You know, like, how some, like, young kids, they go through, like, uh, when their grandparents die, you know, they, they open up their grandparents' like, uh, dresser, mm-hmm. their closet, and they find all these photographs of, like, their grandfather, when your grandfather was a kid, and he had, like, I don't know, like, an armband with a swastika on it and stuff, or whatever, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, no, grandpa was a Nazi. Is it something, like, that bad? It's not that bad, no, because... In Vietnam, like actually a lot of people, they were working for the French colonizers. They were considered the, um, what's the word here? It's like the rich. They were considered the rich. And um, other people who, who did not follow the French colonizers and they followed the communist party, they, they were considered the commoner or the poor. And there was this one time in Vietnam that... Um, Ho Chi Minh, and then he decided to put out this thing, we call it the, the Doi Moi, Doi Moi. Yeah, so it's, it's like this period of time of riot, but the poor, they stole, not really, they, not, they didn't really steal, but then more like, they, they kind of, they formed an alliance and um, they raised their voice, and then they actually took all of the land from the rich, 
and they divide among themselves. Like a Vietnamese Robin government. Hood. Yeah, that kind of thing. So uh-huh. my great-grandparents, they had a lot of land, they had a lot of fortune, like a lot of money. But then because of that period of time, they lost all of the riches. And that's why my great-grandfather fell into depression and then he died. He did not die because he was old. He died of depression. Wow. He lost everything. Wow. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever been depressed? Uh, keep doing closet ball with your style and you're going to get depressed. <laughs> Girl. Oh, well, that was a nice history lesson. I really appreciate that. Hey, you learned something new on Got Fit in Japan. Every time you listen. History. Okay, Stephanie, do you want to read or do you want to read the next uh, story? Can you pull that up? Okay, next story. Woman rocked inside elevator in Yokohama. Okay, a 29-year-old woman was rocked by a man who got into an elevator with her at her apartment building in Yokohama on Sunday. According to the police, the incident occurred around 12:40 a.m. at the apartment building in Minami Ward. The woman told police she entered the elevator and a man whom she did not know followed her in. When the elevator doors closed, the man pulled out a knife and demanded the woman to give him money. The woman handed over 23,000 yen. Oh, girl, those are like five shoes. You can buy a lace front for that. <laughs> ah, like five pairs of shoes. <laughs> and the man got Where are you buying your shoes? The man got off the elevator the next floor and the woman was not injured. Police said the man is believed to be in his 20s at about 170 centimeters tall. He was wearing a black sweatsuit, black cap and sunglasses. Basically all the men in Japan. It's like a ninja. <laughs> all a right. ninja. This is, this is scary. But you know what they say when you face a robber? The best way to do is to give him the money and you walk away safely. Mm. Like, this is what I learned um, back in Vietnam, too. It's like, don't try to be a superhero. Like, don't try to have your ego fly over your brain and you start fighting back. No, they can have a knife. They can have a gun. So whatever they do, even if they pull out your entire family tree to insult just mm-hmm. not give the money walk away yeah this is what my teacher told me it's the <clears> same <throat> thing in america like i've had friends who are in the military friends who are martial artists but um all of my friends who've ever been robbed have been like military martial artists yeah, like really butch yeah. men whereas the smart people uh the cowards they never get robbed because they know how to avoid conflict and they don't go into these dangerous situations. Exactly. But this, this girl, she was just getting on an elevator. You know, she's probably like going to work or going home or something. Oh my God, do you know how traumatic that would be if she was going home? That means every time she gets on her elevator, like she's going to be like nervous. Her home that... elevator, it's going to be that scene. Ugh. Oh my God. Oh, or it's going to be one of her neighbors that robbed her. You know, like some of those it's like. It's like a mental scar. Yeah, yeah, traumatic. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Okay, what would you do in this situation? I would just fucking give the money and then run. Not run, more like... Run around in a circle in the elevator? (laughs) Exactly. Try to get me, try to get me, try to get me, try to get me, try to get me. (laughs) (laughs) Just give the freaking money. I don't have a loss anyway. (laughs) 
It's like 250 bucks. Yeah, just give them the money and just fucking call it a day. Okay, this is what I do. I don't carry more than $100 in my bag. I don't. What? Like, I do not. So, you know, like, the, the, the Ichimang yen is like the 10,000 yen? Yeah. I don't have it with me. I always break it down into, like, smaller parts. Mm. And I only carry, like, 5,000 or 4,000 yen in my wallet when I go out. So, in this case, if I get robbed, I can just give them, like, oh, hey, here, here's 3,000 yen. That's all I have. Like, there's nothing else in my car. <laughs> so, I'm safe. And the good thing is, if you do that, you restrain yourself from spending too much. True. If you have, like, a stack of money in your wallet and then you go out in the street and you feel like, oh, I have so much money, I can buy whatever they want. You buy something so gonna, stupid like yeah, this. You're oh. just going to go down the hill and you're just gonna swipe that card. Oh, there's this one thing, I don't use a credit card because I don't want to waste money. Like credit card is the easiest way to lose money. It's so easy to swipe and you just lose control. At the end of the month, you're gone. That's true, yeah. that's true. I concur, yeah, it's, it's almost as bad yes. as Amazon. Yeah, so mm, be responsible for your money, children. Talking about you, Tatiana. I'm so <laughs> responsible with my money. Every time we go out to Nito, man, and you just keep buying drinks, like the end of the world. So. <laughs> it may just be the end of the world, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it is the end of the world, aren't you happy you bought all those drinks? I'll be happy with my oranges. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy with the memories I've made in Nichome, not necessarily the alcohol. <laughs> the memory of being stood up for three hours and calling me over. <laughs> oh, God! You know what? Sometimes some man invites me over and then he never responds to my grinder. And I'm just sitting there have my kombini drink saying, okay, not yet, not yet. Uh. Yeah, you know that day it was literally It could be like... worse. I could be a straight man. Oh, God. Yeah, it man, it sucks honest. being me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nene, so, I want to ask this question. Um, uh, so during the viral outbreak, um, so most single people hopefully are not having sex as much. Okay, next story. That was a joke. We did not laugh. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper.
Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know, I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about $2,000 n each, about $20. Bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is. T H E S P I L T I N K dot com. The spilled ink dot com. Prepper. A woman was arrested for fatally stabbling her husband. Oh my god. Stabbling. <laughs> stabbing. <laughs> stabbing. <laughs> This is what happens. You know, I'm I'm pretty faded, but I'm not half as faded as you are. And and, and Stephanie, I mean, I I don't know how much apple juice you've had today, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> must have been a lot of apple juice. Stop being tired. Just say stumbling, yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. He's stuttering, so it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> Well, maybe the person that was stabbing was stuttering at the same time, and it should have just been one stab. I don't know. I just can't stop stabbing. I'm stuttering with my arm. Indeed. So, yeah. 
woman was arrested for fatally stabbing her husband. Oh my god, this happened in Hiroshima. Gosh. The police in Hiroshima have arrested a 54-year-old woman on suspicion of killing her 44-year-old husband. Come on, younger man, let's go. Yes! She stabbed him with a kitchen knife at their apartment, allegedly. Oh my gosh. According to the police, Tomie Tsuchiya stabbed her husband, Makoto, in the stomach with a kitchen knife at around 3.45 a.m. What were they up that late at their age? Drinking. After the stabbing, after drinking, arguing about the bills, whatever married people do, whatever those straights do, after stabbing her husband, Suchia called 110. That is the emergency line for police, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Makoto was taken to the hospital where he died shortly after. Aww. Oh. Police initially charged Suchia with attempted murder, but changed it to murder on Sunday night. Police said that Suchia has admitted to the charges and denied any intent to kill her husband she said she did she said she lost her temper after she and her husband had quarreled never ever quarrel in the kitchen there's just too many potential weapons there you got pots you got pans you got forks you got knives you even got a spoon if you got a big enough spoon that's a weapon i don't like spooning i prefer forking what's forking it sounds like fucking. Oh, fornicating. Oh. Got it. Oh, okay. I should, I should like hold up a sign saying Taylor is joking. Oh. <laughs> All right, there you go. But uh... oh, you need to find better jokes. <laughs> 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 All right, so three forty-five in the morning. Who the fuck? Wait, how old are these guys? These guys are up. Uh, these guys are fifty-four. Uh, 50 She's 40. forty-four years old. No, the husband's 44. She's 54. She's in bed getting her, I don't know, her beauty sleep or something. He's probably, 44 is still kind of young. He's probably out with his boys, hanging out, chilling. He comes home kind of faded and shit. His wife's like, where the fuck you been? He's like, I was hanging out with my friends, bitch. And all of a sudden, they got in an argument. She pulls on a <laughs> knife, and she fucking stabs the guy. Bop, 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 bop. Just like in prison, man. Dude got shanked. He's on the ground and shit. She's like, oh, shit. What am I going to do? I got to clean this up. So she calls 110, which is not the police. It's actually an ambulance. Ambulance comes in. Oh. She's like, he tripped on my knife. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. Oh, gosh. Marriage. Marriage, people. Okay, we have a married straight person here. Yep, that's have me. You, have you ever quarreled so hard with your wife you're about to throw something at her? No, dude, no. I, I'm completely nonviolent. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get like, like, well, I get pissed off. Don't get me wrong. You know, I get really angry, but I don't use my fist of cuffs. I use my voice of cuffs. So I just use my voice, you know, I just, I just use my, my venomous tongue and, um, yeah, it's sometimes that's even worse, I guess, maybe. But yeah, anyway, that's what I do. I talk things out. Oh, I saw my parents quarreling before and, uh, my dad threw a vase on the ground. It's shattered. A vase? A vase, yeah. 
that vase is really expensive. It's like high quality ceramic vase. So we spent a lot of money on it. And then after he calmed down, he was like, fuck, I liked that vase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's why you don't fight <laughs> physically. But no, I mean, fucking anybody that's married, of course, they're going to have well, curls and argue and shit like that. But you just got to be able to keep your uh, temper, you know? I mean, and shit. Like I've said before, mental health is physical health. If you're having this pop, this is the second uh, spouse related thing we've talked about tonight. So I did some Googling and there's an English language uh, spousal uh, uh, therapy clinic here in Tokyo. It's oh. actually the Meguro. They're not a sponsor, by the way. They should be. The Tokyo Meguro Counseling Center. They offer marriage and couples counseling. You know what? I think, so, Taylor, you and Stephanie should go in there and fucking get some help. <laughs> we are not even freaking married. No. We are sisters. I would never marry Stephanie. I only marry people with personalities. But the way you guys argue, <laughs> but the way you guys argue, I'm just like, oh, shit. I feel like I'm in the I'm room with a married couple. With a sense of humor, can actually come up with these original jokes, not stealing from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, Lord. <laughs> At least I have a personality outside of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> And bitch, at least I can have a crown on my head, not like you with a Daiso or a fucking Red Hawk. <laughs> I won this Eugene Closet Ball tw- 2009. Okay, come and on, I- girls. All right, come on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We got another story to read, all right? We don't got time for all this voice vocal <laughs> fisticuffs. Mental health, um, don't murder your spouse. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Oh, wow. And never fight in the kitchen. Okay, next story. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to go down big. Taylor, you got the last one. Oh, you want to go down big? Uh-huh. I'll oh, invite my first friend. Oh, All right. There we go. Yeah. I spent okay. half All of my right, day yeah, going yeah. up and the other half going down. Oh, All right. I set the one up. All right. There we go. Okay. Oh, last story. Away. Here we go. Is this Yokohama? Or... Uh, yeah, Yokohama. yeah, it's Yokohama. Oh my goodness! The death penalty has been finalized for a man who killed 19 disabled people. Oh no! Oh my gosh! What's the going death on? sentence for a Japanese man over the mass murder in 20 uh, for the mass murder of 19 mentally impaired people at a care home in Tokyo. What? Oh my God! How did he get to these people? Wait, do you guys you don't remember this story? No. This oh, this is, is so huge. Satoi Uematsu, 30 years old, a former caretaker. Oh, my God. He was taking care of them? Mm-hmm. He was a <gasps> caretaker at the Tsukui Yamaui, 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 Yamaui facility <laughs> in Kanagawa. He also injured 26 people in the rampage. Oh, my God. That in the Yokohama District Court called... Incomparable to other incidences. Incidences, wow. yes. His defense counsel had filed an appeal on Friday, but Uematsu told Kyoto News two days after the March 16th incident that he would drop the appeal because it would be wrong to continue the trial in higher courts. Oh my god, wow. Um, Uematsu also said. He expected to receive the death death penalty, but was not convinced that he deserved it. 
Ah! During, this bitch. He said, he said during his trial that disabled. Oh my god. Oh my god. I. He said during his trial that disabled people who are unable to communicate create unhappiness in society. Gar. This oh. bitch. Okay. Oh. At the it. heart of the trial was whether Uematsu was mentally competent during his out rampage. The district court ruled that he was, rejected his defense counsel's argument that he had been influenced by his marijuana use. <laughs> Girl, when you smoke pot, I've thought before and I've never had the thought of murdering people. I don't think it's oh possible my gosh. To murder someone when you're on pot. Ah! down the ruling, the court said his work at the care facility, among other things, shaped his motivation. Quote, he believed that he would be a pioneer and received approval if he killed people with disabilities. End quote. Yeah, this guy is Girl. obviously a sick fuck. Girl. Hey, so psycho. you are, this is Hitler. We're talking about Hitler right now. Basically yep. saying... Some people deserve to live because they're good for community, and some people deserve to die because they're bad for community. This is Hitler. Yep. No, 110%. I, I completely agree with this. Uh, this story broke, uh, what, about four years ago? Yeah, uh, 2016. And when this hit, we, we spent a couple of weeks on this story. This was insane. This was like the only thing that was in the news for a while. And basically what this guy did was he, he had a, a mental snap, right? Like he was like a normal guy. Now he's 30, but back then he was in his 20s. But I guess he was like a normal popular kid. But uh, he dropped out of high school and then he just didn't get like a real job or anything. So he got a job at this mental hospital. And when he was working there and stuff, he just started really, really, really hating all the people that he was supposedly helping and stuff. And then he got to the point where it's just like uh, all Japanese people's taxes are paying to keep these people alive. or They're paying for these people's like TVs. They're paying like for these fucking people and stuff. So he decided in his mind that the best thing to do was to eliminate them and then society would be better. And he thought that he was going to be a hero. Like there's pictures of him being taken away. He had green hair, like the Joker and shit. And he's like smiling and trying to give the thumbs up and stuff as they're taking him away and stuff. Like this guy in his mind actually thought that he was doing the right thing. Yes. Taylor, you are correct. This motherfucker is a sick fuck. And AKA he is Hitler. This is intense. Yep. Oh. oh, it's a comedy Hitler. podcast, by the way. Hitler. Sometimes people are born to be psychos. Like, it's not. It's, it's just a debate, like, whether your personality is shaped or is born. But there's, there's a Vietnamese saying, it's like a really old saying, that the parents can have the child, but. Only God can define his personalities. It's it's kind of true. I don't want to get to the point of being superstitious or something. But then, like, a lot of cases, like, people with good upbringing, like, coming from rich family, like, with great education, they turned out to be psychopaths and they start killing people. So, yeah, it's just in their blood. Like, some people are unfortunate, but they are born that way. Yeah, like in the movie American Psycho. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this guy, uh, dude, he went on a fucking rampage and shit, dude. He fucking, he snuck in at night. Actually, he, he got 
fired for acting. If I remember correctly, he got fired for just being really weird and shit. Like he got more and more and more weird and twisted and said just weird random things and shit. So he got fired. And then about a week later, he broke in and then he locked all the doors while everybody was sleeping. And he would just stab them in their eyes while they're sleeping and shit. And so that's that's how he killed them. He went from bed to bed to bed to bed to bed. And and, and then the one nurse heard somebody screaming and shit and she tried to get in and then she kind of saw what was going on so she called the cops or whatever. And by the top by the time the cops got there, I mean his rampage was in like full swing, dude. Like the cops broke the fucking door down, tackled them, and and the fucking dude was just like laughing the whole time. This guy was like the Joker, like a Hitler Joker. And he had green hair. Totally fucked up. So, anyway, guys, thank you very much for being on this comedy podcast. We covered a lot of interesting stories. I mean, we had murder, rampages. We had uh, neighbors and family members dismembered. You know, all sorts of crazy stuff. But also, we, we talked about penis, sex work. SDIs. Oh, yes. SDIs. We, we learned some new acronyms today. Yeah, we covered everything. <laughs> so, how are you going to cope with the situation right now? Are you going on lockdown? Are you going to quarantine yourself? Are you still going to bathe yourself in Corona Central every day going to work? Uh, I've been inside for almost two weeks now. About a week and a half. Wow. Oh, look at that, everyone. Stay inside. Stay the fuck home. Flatten the curve, bitch. No, oh, yeah, Come totally. Come Let's get flattening. Okay. This one thing that I'm so pissed that people, they don't realize that the more they force people to go out, the more they're going to get exposed to the virus, and the more infection cases are going to rise. And you have more infection cases, but you don't have more doctors. It's going to overstress the entire hospitals. Uh, and if you don't have enough doctors and you have rising, rising, rising patients... Uh, doctors are human too they're gonna get sick and they're gonna get infected as well and if when the professionals are sick who's gonna be there to help us right they don't think about this like they fucking think about hanami and zangyo and shit yeah i hear like 50 I people can't. outside enjoying the hanami but um you guys thank you so much for being on the show faders you know what to do check out closet ball podcast is it the po- closet ball or closet ball podcast that's Tokyo Closet Ball. Tokyo, like the city of Tokyo. Closet, like out of the closet. And ball, like balls in the mouth. So you can meet around every month or so. And you can also see our live shows when those start happening. We have them in Shinjuku Nichome and other venues as well. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram <laughs> on Tokyo Closet Ball. Uh, please educate yourself about the coronavirus if you live in Tokyo. I would recommend the YouTube website, From Kentucky to Tokyo. That is the YouTube page of our very own Mysterious. <gasps> Mix yes, has- Mysterious. Mix has posted two very well researched videos on the coronavirus. Uh, uh, they will t- tell you about your rights as a worker, as well as uh, safety tips. So uh, please check out those videos when you have time. The channel's name is From Kentucky to Tokyo. Perfect. Stephanie, how can we follow you on social media? So if you go on Instagram and you search for P-H-U-C, 
underscore S L A Y, then that is my personal Instagram account. And I also have an art dedicated account. And if you go to my personal, then you can see in the description box, then you can go to my art profile as well. And I also tag Tokyo Closet Ball in my bio. So you can look for mine and you can have Tokyo Closet Ball link right on the page. Hell yeah, dude. Faders, you know what to do. Check them out, follow them, support them, and do everything and all of the above. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. We will definitely stay in touch, stay safe, and take care. All right, guys. Fade stay on. home, stay safe, everyone. Thank right. you, Faders. Peace out. Peace.
goddamn shit so convince her. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Huh? God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.